With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club. And they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast powered by Guns Up Nation. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And it is Guns Up Week, I guess. <laughs> Two schools fight over the use of the Finger Guns logo as Oklahoma State plays Texas Tech. And of course, the whole gang is here. So I got my right hand man, Bill and Smythe. What's up, Bill? I would like to publicly reprimand you for not being ready to podcast this half- this evening. <laughs> I, oh, are you going to suspend me too? Is that what we're doing yeah. here? All right. You and that- Jeremy are gone. I'm I'm getting new people Why next week. Why am I gone? <laughs> <laughs> I get left in this. Wait, Be- we're in this together, because Jeremy. There's and that's two. The, that other. That other voice you hear is Jeremy Gillen. What's going on? Two games left in the regular season of football. We are probably guaranteed a post-game or post-season game. It's exciting. What a long season this has been. Probably. We got six wins. We got six wins. You know, we got six wins, right? So that's, that's, so that's, I I had a tweet and it seemed to resonate with a lot of people that we have nothing to lose this Saturday. (laughs) <laughs> like legitimately nothing to lose. It's a night game in the Jones. Uh, it's a, a night game in the Jones. We're already bowl eligible. We're playing a top 10 team. And back in my day, that was a perfect recipe for madness. That was a perfect re- recipe for upset. And I was thinking about this earlier with all the craziness that happened at the Jones last Saturday. Is the Jones weirdness? Like now I won't say magic because it's not, it wasn't magic. It was weirdness. But is the is, is Lubbock weird back? Are we back, baby? Don't you go first. I mean, I, I think I, I hadn't seen I said this in the podcast last week. I haven't seen a crowd that rowdy since 2015. Um and, and now that we have a night game coming up, yeah, it seems like the weirdness is back. That's that's all I ask for, right? Is Lubbock weirdness. It used to be back in the two thousands and the early twenty tens that you come into Lubbock. And just weird things would happen. There'd be a fox that would randomly find his way 
onto the field. They'd be, you know, pirate memorabilia all over the place. There'd be just just weird things would happen. And guess at last Saturday, weird things happened. We we had and we talked about it in the recap pod the fact that two whole sections had to be moved over and cleared out because the referees didn't know it, they couldn't handle it. Um, now more weirdness is happening. The fact that the Big Twelve publicly reprimanded and suspended our guys, our our two radio uh, announcers. Um, for some of their comments, uh, so much so that it was on Around the Horn today, and it was on national media, picked it up and talked about it. Uh, first of all, before we get into the, the to the preview with Oklahoma State, how stupid is the Big 12, Jeremy? <laughs> I'd ha- I'm afraid to say anything in case somebody's listening and we get reprimanded. Um, you know Bob Bo- Bob Bowlesby listens Bo- uh, to this. Yeah, he's well, he's an acquaintance of the pod. Bob's Bo- Bob's Bob's Bowlesby <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, Listen, man, I have I have talked to a lot of people about that today, which is crazy. Um, I think for me, it's not so much about calling out the referees. It's the fact that they said Bob Bowlesby's name, that he felt so the hubris was attacked. The pride was struck down and he was like, I got to come. I got to come out against these guys. That was just mm. how how, how dare, dare they, they say my how name? How dare they? So you think it was. You think it was them calling out his name and not the referee's um, name? For me, the referee thing, because somebody else brought that up. I mean, you can go online and look that up. That, that for me, doesn't seem like, uh, these are the guys you got to go after. I mean, like, anybody with Google. It's yeah, in the game. Uh, it's in the yeah, game program. It, it's not, <laughs> that's not secret information. They're just literally reading something you can read for yourself. Um, I think Bowlesby kind of got teed up that uh, they they mentioned his name. That For me, that seems the obvious. And so, yes, to your to your question, yes, the Big 12 is ridiculous. In every aspect of the word. I heard a clip of from last week. Iowa State's wide receiver got uh, got penalized for for celebrating, you know, kind of before he got in the end zone. It was a trash call. It was a stupid call. And um, their their team called them out for it. Their their color their radio team called the officials out for it, saying that was the stupidest penalty they ever saw. And and nothing happened there. So once again, the inconsistencies from not only the NCAA, but the Big 12. It's just, come on, guys. It really was the stupidest penalty. Yeah, though. it you, was. You know, <laughs> you know the penalty we're talking about for Iowa State. It was the week before against West Virginia. And it was a truly, uh, or against Texas, I believe. It was a truly atrocious penalty that was called there. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's I, I just don't know. Why does the Big 12 constantly like to embarrass themselves? Like, what is, if, if they don't say anything, I didn't even know about the radio call. Most people didn't. Right, most people didn't do nothing about the radio call. If you if you just let it go, we don't. We're not talking about this. We're doing a nice. We're doing. A, uh, we're just doing a whole preview call or pod. Sorry, ahead of Oklahoma State. We're not even talking about the last game. But because you decide, we're gonna publicly wag our finger at you and get your two guys suspended. Right now, it's all anyone's talking about this week. It's it's like why? And I, here's the thing: everybody's against you. Like it's not a two sides type of situation. Uh, you know. Not Texas Tech fans, people that aren't even, don't really, even our haters. Yeah, I saw Texas fans. I saw A&M fans, Oklahoma fans, like, oh, man, the Big 12, y'all are wilding. You know, like, just. The, uh, you said you saw it on Around the Horn, the ticket, like the most popular radio station, sports radio station, DFW. They talked about it for a good 10 minutes. Today. It's like, why, why, do you, why do you embarrass yourself like that? That's just. That, yeah, it, they would have ne- otherwise never just, talked uh, about the it. The Big 12, Big 12-ing it up, right? That's. uh. 
Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. So now, as we get on to the game at hand, Oklahoma. So last week, if you don't know, I'll bring it back up. I did pick the Texas Tech Red Raiders to beat <laughs> Iowa State. And my main reason for it was that it was the ultimate trap game. It was that Ohio, Ohio, Iowa State was looking ahead the next week against Oklahoma. The Texas Tech's coming off a bye week. The Iowa State had just come off a really big win the week before. Ah, we're not worried about the Red Raiders and Lubbock. Let's just hop on this flight real quick. Yawn, get this over with. And they got smacked in the mouth. Well, Oklahoma State's kind of dealing with the same situation. Bedlam's next week. Bedlam's next week. It's going to be really the, the de facto Big 12 semifinal game, if you will. And, you know, they already had Dylan had tweeted me about the, uh, uh, the social media having that kind of the, the night game in, in Stillwater, looking forward to next week video. And people's minds have already in, in Stillwater are already looking past us. Is this another big trap game, Dylan? It certainly has the, the recipe for one. Uh, I mean, the there if you go on to texas oklahoma state's texas oklahoma state oklahoma state's football twitter account like their last four tweets are all dedicated to bedlam like at least their media team has looked past us and and so has like national media i, I read an article on the athletic today and it, all they talked about was bedlam coming up in two weeks so i i think there's definitely there's definitely a reason for Oklahoma State to want to look ahead of that game, right? Because winning that game means they win the Big 12 and they're alive in the they have a hope for the, you know, college football championship. Or, it means, or at least at least it means it goes so, to the Big 12 championship. And here's a fun fact. At least a fun Big 12 fact championship. is that if yeah. they beat if Tech beats them this Saturday, they still have a shot at the Big 12 championship. If Tech beats them this Saturday, they beat Oklahoma. They're still they I believe they still get in. So, for Oklahoma State in their minds, would they out? Would they do have an outside shot at the college football playoff that would be ruined? But win or lose this game, it don't really matter. So like, they're... It, 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 yeah, it almost makes sense for them to say, "Let's prepare for Oklahoma it does. for two weeks." It does, which is great for us. So let's go. Let's talk about the game a little bit more. Um, and uh, oh, actually, sorry, I didn't even get Jeremy to get get you a chance to to, to talk about that. What do you think, trap game or not? Um, is it possible? Is it possible? I tweeted this out. Is it possible to be a back-to-back -back trap game team? Do you think it's possible? Is there a way? Because if so, it's this weekend. Because like you said, Oklahoma State is on a three-game winning streak, albeit against some of the worst teams in the Big 12 right now. Um, a three-game winning streak. And they are looking because left on the schedule is lowly TTU and then a number 13, a top 25 matchup. Uh, in Oklahoma, like I said, night game, prime time. It's on ABC. They're hoping that College Game Day wants to go there. They're, I mean, everybody's all on the boat. Like they're, this could be. And for Cowboys fans, it makes sense, right? Because Oklahoma State, year in and year out, finds ways to disappoint themselves. Um, they'll go on a hot streak. Something will happen. They'll slip up, and oop, just didn't get it this year. Right now, it's looking like if you're if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you're looking at this as like a four. You got a four game win streak right ahead of you before you go to Oklahoma, and that puts you at ten and one, um, <clears throat> first in the Big Twelve, uh, tied up with Oklahoma, uh, depending on what happens this weekend. Sure, um, which gives like the perfect. That's the perfect finale for Oklahoma fans in general, um, whether you're state or or proper, of like it's an Oklahoma school fighting for the college football playoff spot, or if there's a chance. And so, like, it's the perfect, it's the perfect narrative. Hey, we would be doing the same thing. Ah, look ahead, look ahead, because this could be really cool. We're gonna have a good time. Next weekend's gonna be nuts. Let's just go and get our dub. 
we'll run the ball. Uh, Texas Tech's always going to Texas Tech. So it, it has all the makings of a trap game. Which is which is what I love to hear. It's music to my ears. So let's let's get into it. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. Donovan Smith once again will be getting his second career start. He looked fantastic last week against Iowa State. Uh, Sonny Cumbie's play calling looked fantastic last week against Iowa State. What more can we expect from Schmitty, Dylan? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say I expect anything more from him because if anything, we're playing a tougher defense than we were last week. So I, I think if he could just repeat his performance from last week, if he could at least, you know, sniff the performance he had last week, I think we'll we'll be in decent shape in this football game. But I, I don't want to expect any more from him because he doesn't have a bonus week to prepare. But uh, I, I, I assume he's getting all the, you know, a fair amount if not all of the first team reps, but I, I have a feeling they were doing that last week too. So I, if we could just see a similar Donovan Smith, I'll be happy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's QB one. And from what I've saw, saw, Tyler Shuck should be out for the rest of the year. Uh, most likely he's been rehabbing this past week. We didn't see him in any media videos at least. So, <laughs> so that tells you that. Um, and my guess is Columbia who had a sickness last week uh, is back, but like we've been told he Smith is QB1. So, Jeremy, I mean, this defense is the best defense in the Big 12. They've been the best defense in the Big 12 all year long. Can What can Smitty do to exploit them? Um, stay composed. I think for Donovan Smith, you came off a your first collegiate start, and you come off like that against a very good Iowa State team. Um you put us in a position where we got a game-winning field goal, and that's that. I mean, for so many reasons, that game was tremendous, and you were a very big part of that. Your game decision, like your your game time, your, your decision making during difficult game periods, um, your willingness to be coached up to go to the sideline nearly every single play that he was in, um, to be a part of Cumby's game plan, like his willingness to do that and be the freshman who needed to be coached up, perfect. Did what he needed to do, and now you have another top defense coming in to your, like, so for Donovan Smith, 1-0 at home. For Donovan Smith, it needs to be, what can you do as a quarterback to go 2-0? It's not about how can you make the team, like, it's for him right now, it's how do I play my position the best I can? And how do I be coached up well in this moment? Because it's going to be a fight from the very beginning. Even if it's a trap game, Oklahoma State's just a different beast uh, defensively. Like, they are fast, they are strong. Um, they are proving to be an effective, like pr- probably the best defense in the Big 12 after what we saw, saw from Iowa State last weekend. Not that Iowa State was bad, but I think that Oklahoma State has not shown similar weaknesses lately that Iowa State showed when we played them. So for Donovan Smith, it's it's settling in. It's settling in and not not being shaken up early. So flip side of that, Donovan Smith was, even though Donovan Smith was making a second career start, he's going up against a vet, Spencer Sanders, Three-year starter for Oklahoma State. He is a vet. Um, but this, Cowboy fans don't have too much faith in him. He's kind of had a really shaky career. He's a guy that his freshman year was a little bit of a flash in the pan. It was thoughts of, oh, well, he's a little shaky now, but he'll get better. And when he does, he'll be really good. And at least that was my opinion. Um, but he hasn't really gotten any better um, since his freshman year. And now his job this year has really been don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. And even when you do mess it up, don't mess it up any even more, right? So what do we think about Spencer Sanders going up against our defense? I think Spencer Sanders – oh, go ahead, Dylan. 
Oh, okay. I was just to say, look, if you look at Spencer Sanders' stats year over year for the, his three years in college football, they're virtually identical. We know what Spencer Sanders is at this point, and it's what you said. Occasionally a flash in the pan, occasionally someone who's prone to make turnovers, but they really have catered their offense to limit any screw-ups Spencer Sanders could potentially have. I think Dylan said it well. We know what Spencer Sanders is. Uh, this isn't an Oklahoma team. Uh, this is not an Oklahoma State team that's gotten here because of who Spencer Sanders is. It's who they, they've gotten here because of who everybody else is around him. And so I think that Spencer Sanders is just serviceable for the Cowboys, and it's everybody around him that just like explodes that like averageish talent into something more effective across the board, especially defensively, um, giving him really good opportunities to capitalize on shorter field position, capitalize on, you know, uh, just momentum. I mean, he has been bailed out more times than he could probably count this season from his defense and especially from his receivers. And so, I, I mean, offensively, I think I think offensively versus our defense is the most comfortable I feel in this game. Not that it's a lot, but it's the most comfortable. So here's a here's a fun little stat for you guys. Uh, when it comes to that juxtaposition of the offense versus the defense, as y'all are alluding to. So the defense is number one in the Big 12 in, point, in f- fewest points per game. Number one in the Big 12 in fewest yards per game. Number one in the Big 12 in fewest passing yards per game. Number one in the Big 12 in fewest rushing yards allowed per game. Uh, offensively, they are not top five in any of those metrics. So that kind of tells you the difference between why Oklahoma State is 9-1. and one. It ain't the offense. It ain't Spencer Sanders. It ain't what the offense has been doing. Their, their lone loss of the year is because Iowa State basically held their offense down. They only scored 21 points that game against, uh, against Iowa State. So um, that is... So they are leading. they are leading in one category on offense. Do you know what category that is? rushing attempts they, that that so that just goes back to show they don't they don't trust spencer sanders they put the ball on the ground they run more than any other team in the big 12 so i said rushing attempts not saying the nation the but 12. the big 12 yep. rushing attempts big in the 12. Big 12. so i mean that well let's get into it jalen warren uh who wasn't who wasn't a walker semifinalist funny enough i did, i was actually kind of surprised about that one uh but he's been good he's been very good for the cowboys Already over a thousand yards on the season, um, and in the conference that is floated with star running backs, he is another star running back. After having to deal with Bryce Hall and his his uh, uh, streaky work last week, are we going to expect more streaky work here from Jalen Warren, Dylan? You know, I I think that's probably like the key of the game, right? Is is taking the offense away from Jalen Warren and putting it in the hands of Spencer Sanders because. Jalen Warren is—he's a big dude. Um, he's got a really nice blend of both speed and power. He's second in the Big Twelve in, in broken tackles, right behind Bijan Robinson. And so, I, I think really, if if you can bottle up Jalen Warren, that that's going to go a long way for Texas Tech's defense. You know, we'll we'll see what run defense shows up on uh, on Saturday because it's it's been gone one or two ways for Texas. Tech. <laughs> Absolutely gone one or two ways. Last week did a really good job against Brees Hall. Uh, there was two other games that I, I don't I don't even remember that I'm trying to delete them from my memory that it did not go as well. Uh, what do you think, Jim? Yeah, for <clears throat> defensively, I'm I mean for 
Jalen Warren is lethal. In the same way that Brees Hall is lethal, in the same way that B. John Robinson is lethal, I think the X factor for Texas Tech is Texas Tech's rush defense. So for me, in this game, my mat, like it's it's got to come down to the linebackers again in the same way that it came against uh, against Iowa State, how we're crashing the line, how we're adjusting to their play scheme. Uh, how do we minimize the effectiveness of the running back? Because unlike Iowa State, when you give Spencer Sander the ball, like any anything anything can happen. Uh, it's not he's not as automatic as uh, Brock Purdy is. He's not as lethal as as Brock Purdy is all across the field. So if we can eliminate again, I'm, <laughs> I just gotta put this on a t-shirt. If Texas Tech can eliminate the running game, <laughs> or at least mitigate it as, as much as possible, then Texas Tech moves into a much better position to win this game. But if, uh, if Oklahoma State is able to get their running game going, then it's going to become a very difficult game and probably an unwinnable, uh, unwinnable game for Texas Tech. Because if Spencer Sanders doesn't have to really throw the ball, like a goodbye turnover is goodbye all that. Jalen Warren is not a risky running back. He's just a good running back. And so getting turnovers on Jalen Warren is going to be a dime a dozen uh, comparatively to like somebody like Spencer Sanders. And so this game could go one of one or two ways i'd like to see it go the better than the worse but you know we've we've had a hard time seeing all season about what what's the term stacking success and so this is a good (laughs) we ain't doing doing it no more (laughs) we ain't doing that no more uh, no, Sonny Cumbie literally said yeah, those yeah, yeah. words in the press ah, conference damn this it. week. So. <laughs> but I, I mean, on, how do you slice yeah. it? Can we win two Big 12 games back to back? And this is a good week to try to do that because I think you have the elements to eliminate the most lethal part of their offense. Stacking success. We got, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. I do not want to hear any stacking success anymore. So anyways, uh, flip side of that, Unfortunately, this Oklahoma State defense doesn't have any any weaknesses. There's not one where you say, let's run the ball or let's pass the ball or anything like that. But last week, I was an Iowa State team that is also pretty good, really good on when it comes to run defense. Kind of was gashed a little bit by Todd Brooks. There's a two-headed monster of Todd Brooks and Sir Roger Thompson come through in this game. Dylan? Uh, I, I think they'll have to if we if we even, you know, if we want to even sniff a win or success or stack success. Um your favorite term in the world. Yeah, I think you have to. I think ball control. When when we win the game, we've we've controlled the ball. You know, like time of possession has been a big factor <laughs> in Texas Tech winning football games. So I, I think they're gonna have to. And and let's also throw Xavier White in that mix too, because he made some big plays last week as well. So the three headed monster that is Texas Tech running backs, if they play well, that that'll just mean that uh, you know, true freshman Donovan Smith against Wretch, uh, a monster of a defense doesn't have to do freshman. as much. Wretch, give him, give him his. He played, he put in the work. Right. Yeah. Second start, he Second put in the start. work. You know, he he held it down with the scout team last year. You know, uh, Jeremy, what do you think about our running attack? Let me tell you something. Um, last week was nice. I think last week Taj Brooks uh, and we talked about it in the recap. Taj Brooks, uh, <clears throat> looking healthy, and a healthy Taj Brooks is the most dangerous Taj Brooks. To no surprise, but I think it's it's hard to say. I had very minimal optimism last week against Iowa State. I have even less against Oklahoma State because of what Oklahoma State momentously is like becoming at the later half of this season. I mean, they're not giving up too much when they don't have to, especially on the ground. And so it's going to come up. This game will come down completely to creative play calling. Like if you're going to be... If you're going to be predictable, 
this game is not going in your favor. And I think that's something that we've struggled with in the past couple of games, and I've struggled with all year, of like, okay, it's third and whatever, we're going to run the ball. And, uh, you know, it's this and whatever, we're going to probably do this. And just losing that predictability. Um, I think we have great running backs. I think we have some of the best running backs uh, in our conference. I mean, these guys are tremendous. They have a great work ethic. They're unique in their skills and talents. And they just, I think we found really good ways to use that this season. How do we do it against the best rushing defense in the Big 12? That's what, that's like, how are we going to do that? That's my big question for this weekend. This defense is just so incredibly scary. <laughs> so incredibly scary. And it's tough to pick out where you can attack them, right? From from uh, some of the guys they have. I mean, we talked about it in the preview, in the uh, Oklahoma State preview pod back in August. You know, Malcolm Rodriguez is such a beast. Colby Harville Peel is such a beast, right? Uh, Devin Harper is a guy we, I don't even think we talked about enough uh, um, in the preview. And he's just come on as a sack machine himself. The picking up a sack machine, Colin Oliver. Like, this team is there's no weakness on this defense, and it's just tough to think about what what tech can do. The most points they've given up all year is 24 points. 24. That is the most. And that is scary in itself. Um, and you know, when I, I think of things that are scary, I think of not having a present for Christmas, for one. And uh, luckily, we're going to help you out. We're going to hook you up for anyone who out there is thinking like, man, what am I going to get my people or my my mom, my spouse, my, you know, all that for Christmas. Manscaped is our ad partner here at Tortillas and Takes. And that is a perfect way, perfect gift for your dad, your buddy, you know, your friend. Um, hell, you, you, your, your wife, your girlfriend. Listen, I know this is Manscaped, but this, they got some stuff that women can use as well. I, I talked about it before, the Lawnmower 4.0 Clippers. Really nice to use on any type of bodily hair you're trying to use. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I don't give me that face, Dylan. It's it's it's, it's great. It, it works works really well. So uh, for gifts, go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code TORTILLAS for 20% off. Um, you know, we're trying to hook you all up for Christmas. Trying to help you out. It's the get best time of the year. Family. Give the best gift of the year. It is. It is the most most wonderful time of the year. And so hopefully before Thanksgiving, the Red Raiders can pack us out with a win here. So um, Dylan, I want you to give me a mismatch that you think the Red Raiders can exploit or what matchup you're looking for that you think the Red Raiders might be able to exploit, even though we just spent the last 20 minutes talking about there is no thing. There's nothing the Red Raiders can exploit. Yeah, I, honestly, I have nothing for you. I mean, this defense is historic. Uh, they're allowing 15 points per game and 4.6 yards per play in Big 12 game. It hasn't been done since 2009, Nebraska. Um, you, you mentioned their pat, their, their Wait, rush defense is incredible. So 2009, Nebraska <laughs> is known as one of the greatest defenses in college. Like modern yeah. college football. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been a great podcast. We'll oh see my God. <laughs> I didn't even know that's that. That's, that's, that's wild. I've got a few more for you that are okay. just mind-boggling. Uh, credit to The Athletic. I, it's where I got all these stats from Max Olson, tremendous writer. Uh, we mentioned their rush defense being fantastic, or not their, their run defense being fantastic. Their pass defense has only allowed six touchdowns in Big 12 play and is number one in nearly every category in terms of the Big 12. Um, they're tied in the nation for sacks with 37. 
Um, they're number two nationally in third down defense with 36 stops in their last 40 third downs. They forced three and outs on 47% of their drives. That's fourth best in the country. Like there is, there's, there's nothing. I don't, what I'm telling you is I don't have an answer for you because this defense is unreal. Let me speak at it. Let me speak. Let me speak to this. So 2009, crazy year, right? On average, Nebraska gives up like, what, 15 points, <laughs> 14 points a game. One game that whole season, they gave up 31 points. Do you know who they played? Oh, they played they play? Texas Tech, came into Memorial Stadium at Lincoln, Nebraska, put up 31 points on the Huskers and kept them to only 10. <laughs> so. If we're just kind of riding this train, there's some magic in the air. We're bringing up the trap game mentality here. Um, because I think that if, if there's going to be a mismatch, uh, we got we to gotta find it. <laughs> we got to find it and do our ancestors proud here. Um, uh, yeah, tremendous. What I'm, point I'm trying to make is that tremendous collegiate defenses are not invincible. Um you know, it's not always the best defenses that have the undefeated year. It's a complete team. And something that Oklahoma State lacks is a, is an incredibly powerful offense. So if they're like, they're not unbeatable because they have a tremendous defense. I think that it's just going to take an incredible amount of ingenuity on the side of Cumbie and crew. Along utilizing Donovan Smith's uh, abilities to run and to pass to open up just multiple lanes of offensive power because we have a lot of talent throughout the wide receivers. We've got good tight ends. We've got good running backs. We have a tremendously mobile quarterback. It's all there. It's just about finding and adjusting as the game goes on. Um, so I just bring up that 31 to 10 victory. First of all, because Reckham. Uh, second of all, just to prove that just because you're an elite defense doesn't mean you can't lose. You know what? Shout out to you for bringing that up. That just reminds me, because that was back in my day. How And we felt, going into that game, the same way that we're feeling now going into Oklahoma State, right? I remember that game. We had lost to Houston just a couple weeks before that on a Case Keenum last-minute touchdown. Like It was like, oh, we're going into Nebraska against Dominican Sue and Prince of Mukamura? Nah, this is, sorry, guys. This is not going to work. And you're right. They went into Lincoln. It was the last time they ever went into Lincoln and beat the snot out of them. They beat him like they stole that boy Taylor Potts. Beat him like they stole something, and you are that's, you are absolutely right, Jeremy. Hey, you know our resident our resident optimist Jeremy Gillen. He is <laughs> finding, back, baby. Finding ways. He is back. All right. So what is so with that being said? Because we put up thirty one points in that two thousand and nine season. With that being said, offense or uh, defensively, that may be where that might be where Texas Tech comes through, and maybe he gets a pick six, maybe he gets a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Really, because we kind of need to add some points on that side of the ball. What can we exploit, Jeremy? On, sorry, I got lost there in the sauce. From from the tech defensive side against oh, Oklahoma right. State. Right, I think we've mentioned. It. I think the exploitation comes down to elite um, execution against the run off uh, against the rushing offense uh, against the rushing attack. I think the moment we take away. The moment we take away, in the same way in the Iowa State game, uh, even though that panned out a little differently, the moment we take away the rushing their rushing opportunity, um, the moment they become extremely vulnerable. It's like flipping a turtle upside down. Suddenly, you put the ball in Spencer Sanders' hands, and literally anything can happen. Our defensive backs are under the co- under the guise of one of the best defensive coaches in the nation. In my opinion, defensive back coaches in the nation, in my opinion. Um, I mean, honestly. 
the, the the turnovers that we had last week, Brock Purdy is not sloppy with the ball. Those were good picks. And so I think that this is a team that is primed and ready in a nighttime game. A lot of these guys, it's like their first, hopefully, um, like true night game in Lubbock where there's actually excitement. There's actually kind of a little bit of weirdness. Uh, everybody's on the boat here together. They got the pump jack thing going on. There's a lot. It's just, we're, hey, <sighs> it's all coming together. <laughs> Finally, we're, we're pump jacking. Uh, or plump jacket if you're weird um but i think that there's like the moment we take away the run the run game for oklahoma state is the moment they become vulnerable and that's where we can get turnovers and put ourselves in a better field position to get points and so i think that's where like this is where the crack in the dam is for me is that if we take away the run defense or the run the run option for oklahoma state then Texas, like the favor for Texas Tech swings so much more in our favor because I don't trust Spencer Sanders to play well on the road consistently. Like he may have some big plays, sure. I don't expect him to play like that for four quarters. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's that has to be the recipe in this football game. Um, our, our defense likes to preach. If you can take the ball away three times in a game that puts you in a great opportunity, a great chance to win the football game. If there's a quarterback in the Big 12 to do that on, it's Spencer Sanders. Uh, and, and you saw whether or not we actually got the call for them. You saw our defense get us in a position to get turnovers. So I think that has to be the key is hopefully the crowd is in it. You know, tech students, if you're listening, stay. You know, stay the extra days, go to this football game, sit in the outlaw section, you know, the John Harris and what's the other dude's name? We're going to name the sections after them. <laughs> Jensen. Yeah. Brian Jensen. Thank you. Yeah. 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 We're go to go sit in their outlaw sections and, and raise some hell and, and let those zebras hear you because uh, let, let the zebras and Spencer Sanders hear you because I think the crowd could play a huge factor in. I love the know, name of outlaws for, fan, for, the, for the student section. Bring that on. That's awesome. Yeah. I do think that uh, that everything that's happened this week has really dr- driven excitement towards these ga- this game for when it comes to Texas Tech fans, right? Like before, two, a week ago, there was no excitement for this game. It was we were in the, the attitude was more so let's get the season over with so we can go on to the jacket with Joey McIntyre era, or McIntyre Joey McGuire era. Sorry, um, but now there's excitement. Now it's it's now it's night game. Now it's Lubbock weirdness. Now it's Let's stand up for our guys. Let's be the outlaws. Let's pack out that section, right? I think they're, my guess is they're going to, they've sold much more tickets in the past week than they had beforehand, right? More, many more season ticket holders like, actually, you know what? Let me go ahead and go to that eight, eight o'clock night game and, and see what that's all about, right? Like that is, shout out to the Big 12. <laughs> shout out to the Iowa State crazy game last week that is really you know, increase excitement for this game. Hell, I'm on ESPN right now, and that Big 12 Man Texas Tech radio announcers is the number three topic on their college football, right? So it's just, uh, you did this, Bob Bowlesby. You did this. We appreciate you. Um, so as we wind down here on this podcast, it is time, time for predictions. Start off with you, Dylan. What do you got? Uh, you know, there there is a lot of recipes that makes me think Texas Tech has a legitimate chance in this game. And I almost talked myself into saying Texas Tech can win this football game. Now I'm going to take the same position I had last week to say Texas Tech could cover. Sure. Oh, come on. Come on. Go all the way. <laughs> Go all the way. 
No, I can't do it. I mean, I, I'm just really scared of this defense, to be totally honest. Like, there, there's no good recipe to, to beat this defense. And it's, uh, it's, it, I, I can't do it. I, hopefully, you maybe if I'll let you pick Texas Tech since that worked for us last week, but uh, I'm not going to be the one to Jeremy, do it. Jeremy, resident so, optimist. Yeah, factor. Let's get Let's uh, hear it. Let's hear hey, it. Man, last week, not excited about the game. Brock Purdy's dangerous. Iowa State defense was dangerous. But our boy Donovan Smith, it was more dangerous. Um, I'm riding the Donovan Smith train right now. I'm excited. Like, everything that's gone on, everybody in Lubbock, it's just a buzz. It's a buzz. And the thing that gets me excited is that it is not a buzz in Stillwater. Like, nobody cares. And so, the lackadaisical effort. I mean, we have this whole pump jack thing going on. Like, there's just so much excitement here and none there. Something has got to give, right? I do not think Oklahoma State is this cha- is this national championship team that can take a week off and it's fine. Um, I think we're in a trap game once again. Last week, I made the mistake of picking uh, the trap. What would it be? Not the trappy. Uh, oh, so the trappy. I made the I made the mistake. I no, made the, the mistake. You are right. You right. That I made this mistake of picking the trappy. So this week, I'm picking the Trapper. First of all, uh, because I believe in Donovan Smith, and I think Cumbie is really excited for this game, and I think that has disseminated through the whole team. I think everyone's excited for this game. I also think that the Jones is going to be packed because <laughs> it's the last home game of the year. It's a night game. Um, it's just weird. We had an incredible like NCAA longest like in, on record field goal win last week. Uh, the whole, everything that's just happened. We, we've talked about enough. I think Texas Tech is going to come out and surprise uh, just everyone and just just decimate Oklahoma because every year Oklahoma State something happens. Why not Texas Tech this year, right? Why not like the last time that like uh, Demarcus Fields picked six like eighty yards or whatever it was? Uh, why not? Why not crazy games like that where there's just a great home crowd and we just rewrite their history for them? Why not become the superior? Guns up! The mat, the mascot. Why not? Why not become the superior school we're meant to be? I picked Texas Tech, and I actually picked Texas Tech to beat the Oklahoma State uh, defensive average of like twenty four, like maximum of twenty four points in the season. I think Texas Tech actually gets twenty eight points this game. Ooh, oh, you a wild boy, Jeremy. Jeremy Gillen picks Texas Tech to win. Picks the trappy. Hey, shout out to you, man. I'm you're back. I did have Jeremy an old fashioned back. before the episode, back on but the I'm train. back. he's back on the train you know and so and and look look what the way i see it is how it's been going all right texas tech night game prime time they are you know nothing to lose they're going out here also here's something for you the tech oklahoma state games have been close for the past five years right they they, right the line is ten and a half i'm taking tech with the points and i'm just because in the past five years it's been within 10 points every game Right. Uh, uh, last year, Tech didn't lose. We lost by six. Year before that, Tech was the one that won by ten. Year before, actually, I take that back. I said last five years, it's been, it's been close. The one year it wasn't was when Tech beat the crap out of of Oklahoma State in Stillwater in 2018. Um, so Tech has had, you know, it's been close games. They've, and I do think it's going to be another one. I think it's going to be a lot of craziness that goes on that keeps this game close. Uh, also, the way that Texas Tech can win this game is turnovers. We're talking a lot about Spencer Sanders. Last week, or uh, uh, just last week, Oklahoma State 
turned the ball over twice. Yeah, they blew the crap out of TCU, but they lost two fumbles in the process, right? Ethan Bullock had one. Brennan Presley had one. Like they, the team and the offense in itself is prone to turnovers, and they don't get turnovers. As great as that defense is, they don't get turnovers themselves. Texas Tech is tied for second in the conference in turnovers, and Oklahoma State isn't even top five. So it's it's kind of crazy, kind of wild. That is how we win the game is with turnovers. Turnovers is how we're going to do it. But I still don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm going to pick Oklahoma State in this game. I'm with Dylan. That defense is scary. The fact that they're doing all this, all that we're talking about, and not getting turnovers is that much more terrifying, right? Like, it's, this is a scary, scary defense. And I'd say if, 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 if I will say this. If Smitty can go in there, Donovan Smith can go in there, and beat this defense or play well. I don't even say beat. If he can play well against this defense, starting the rest it. of his career. He Just got whatever it. happens, he's starting. Oh, that that man got it. If he can go in and play against this defense at home, but I do think it's going to be a close game, and I do think Texas Tech is going to push that season high. But give me, I'm gonna flip it. Give me Oklahoma State 28, Texas Tech 24. Mm. It hurts, but you're probably right. He's there back, he, baby. He is. Resident back. pessimist. Or realist, as he would say. And most pessimists would say. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Enough out of you. Uh, Jeremy, anything else you want to say to the people? Head-to-head, Texas Tech leads the series 23-22. to let's keep, this, let's, let's keep the lead here, guys. Let's keep the lead. That's true. It's, it's like Oklahoma State beat us, what, nine times in a row? And it was literally the only thing we were holding on to was that, ah, you might have a nine-game winning streak, but we have the overall series. Please, guys, we we can't lose that, all right? <laughs> we are the superior guns. We got to keep it that way. Dylan, anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, please, God, please. Uh, and hashtag FirebobBowlsby. <laughs> there we go. Hashtag FirebobBowlsby. Leave us a review. Again, reminder, promo code Tortilla, 20% off from Manscaped. Um yeah, I think it's going to be a decent game. I think Texas this is going to be a good shot. Cumbia is still, still coaching for his job, right? Uh, still coaching for his job there. Also on the coaching front, Patrick Tony has come up as a big name for Joey McGuire's defense, potentially to be the next defensive coordinator. He's currently a defense coordinator at Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns. And uh, done a good job over there. The main reason why he's going to be might be the defense coordinator is because the defense coordinator for Baylor, Ron Roberts, it's virtually his mentor. So it sounds like Joey McGuire kind of wants to replicate the defense over at Baylor, which is a pretty dang good defense, if, if I do say so myself. So it's a good one to try to replicate. So names to look out for there. Uh, and then name on the offensive side of the ball, Sonny Cumbie. So let's see what he does this week against Oklahoma State. And he's another guy that's playing with nothing to lose. So bring out the pump jacks, bring out the craziness, bring out the wildness. And I'm here for it. Um, hopefully we can really put a scare to this defense who, let's face it, has not, they have, they don't have anything to lose either. And on the exact opposite side of it, of that, ah, we don't really care about this team. Yeah, we just, ah, we. Either way, we're fighting Oklahoma for the Big Twelve Championship spot next week. Got, Coach, we even got to play this, and that's where we want them. So uh, Texas Tech really got to, even though I am picking Oklahoma State to win, to have a real legitimate shot at back to back upsets, and actually having a real reason to rush the field. <laughs> <laughs> a real reason to actually rush the field. <laughs> so um, for Jeremy Gillen and our producer extraordinaire, that is Dylan Smythe. This is I'll be sure you've been listening to the tortillas and takes podcast powered by guns up nation. As always stay wrecked people. Sports social podcast network.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.